This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. They got everything from signed comic books to signed sports memorabilia. Anything you need or want if you're a wrestling fan, they got it. They got pictures. They got figures. Best thing is they update daily and they ship worldwide, so please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Super Mario Bros. 2 and 3 and World of Warcraft and so many others. Everything you see on their website is available in paperback and ebook format, so please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. If you're looking for the best supplements and CBD products on the market, look no further and visit LegacySubs.com and use promo code THEPODCAST to receive 10% off. They have everything from sleep aid to muscle building to anything that makes you feel better. This is not only for athletes, it's for everyday people. It works. It's great. They are Legacy Sports Nutrition, so please visit them at LegacySubs.com. And lastly, if you want to support me monetarily and directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device you're listening to on. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to travel mugs anything you need or want it is literally there but the easiest thing the most important thing the freest thing everyone should be doing who hasn't done it yet is rate subscribe review on all major platforms most specifically apple podcast stitcher tune in soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. so this week's guest is a filmmaker director producer and writer he is the man behind such projects as 6666, Art of Erotica, Moose, Clans Rule, and of course, Zombie with a Shotgun. Three-time returning guest, Hilton Ariel Ruiz. Yay! <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Hey, thank you so much for having me on again. I mean, it's uh, definitely, uh, you know, appreciative as being an indie filmmaker. We always look for, you know, places to you know get exposure so i really appreciate that no of course and i tell myself as an indie podcaster myself because obviously i have no backing or no real big you know support system to 
put this out there. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. Anything I could do to help and vice versa, what else is there? You know what I mean? Then everything else will lead to what it leads to. But that's been what? Like two years since the last time we talked? Zombie with a shotgun. One just came out. You know, man, time flies. Oh man, it does fly, and it's and it's interesting because you know I, I I was looking back on um you know uh, uh, the last time we spoke, and I think it was the week of when they shut down the the country for yep. uh, Corona. Yeah, it was that week. It's crazy, and yeah, I, I mean you know, it, it's so interesting. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. It's, it's it was literally that week. I'm looking at it right now, and. It's, it's uh, when we released Zombie to Shock on the first one, the feature was, was November 28th. It was the week of Thanksgiving. And then right. three months later, boom, we shut down. And it was kind of like a little bit disappointing because, you know, we, we wanted to go to these, these conventions and these festivals and just promote the film. And, 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 you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, if it was everybody, everybody, it was the same suffered. Yeah, the same everybody boat. suffered yeah. all. And, and a lot of indie artists like us, we, we suffered the most um, because, you know, it's like it changed the whole dynamic of just everything. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, the, 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 you know, it was the hard part, you know, people didn't know what was going to happen. Those first three months was so hard. And it was here yeah. I am promoting a zombie film <laughs> during it. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, how am I going to promote this zombie Shit. film? And, you know, when this pandemic is happening, yeah. and, and let me tell you, you know, I, I was still promoting it. Uh, I, of course, it would, the, the, uh, and, and, you know, we all experienced this. I, having that film released, I was getting interviews, podcasts, articles, everything. And sure. every, almost every other day, <laughs> literally when that country shut down, I didn't hear from that one person. Ever. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It was just completely silence. No, nobody wanted to do podcast. It's just completely everybody oh, just shit. panic mode. Oh wow, panic mode. So I was like, wow. So I started, you know, okay. like again, I was promoting the stuff, and you know, hey, watch it. And slowly but surely, people started, you know, like saying, hey, this seems like what the it seems like what we're living right now. So I think people started catching on to like when they started watching, like, wait a minute, this is something similar to what what's going on now and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, obviously time flies. And a lot of the, you know, it was really upsetting because the whole goal was to do a sequel. And the whole goal was to do a sequel right away while it was hot, you know, when we had it out. Makes sense. And yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, it just didn't work out that way. You know, we, I even had many um, investors coming in. And gone. Everything gone. And one of the things I was like, I don't want to do another campaign because it's a lot of work. And But as time went by, I'm like, hey, that started to become more of another of of a reality of doing another uh, um, campaign. So I said, look, man, you know, there are people that do raise money out there for films. And but there's you know, I've been hearing a lot of people saying it's tough. It's rough. There's people. So I was like, you know what? Let me, you know, I'm an indie film artist. Let me go out there. Let me just, and I just shot the campaign a couple of days ago live and just do the way, you know, it took me three years to raise money for the first one. Right. And if it'll take me, and if it'll take me three years to raise money for the second one, why not? You know, exactly. time flies. What am I going to wait for? You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no one's going to knock on my front of my door and say, Hey, I got a budget for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's better to go, take the long route than looking back and having regret, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, like I said, it took me three years to give, to raise that money. 
and here I am. I opened the campaign, you know, Zombie Shotgun Part 2, um, and that's, you know, that's where I'm at. I mean, you know, I've done some stuff during the pandemic. I did a couple shorts and everything like that, and uh, um, that's the, you know, that's that's right now the focus right now is just, just getting, uh, you know, just having this uh, campaign and just see how, how much long it will take for me to raise the money for the sequel. Okay, before we get to the sequel, looking back now, now that's been two years, and like you said, from your first inception of everything, it must have been a long time. Looking back now, are you satisfied or do you cringe like how some people look at their early work and like, oh man, I could have done so much better? No, I don't cringe. I look at it and I say to myself, uh, you know, the, the movie was a micro-budget film. Um, I look at it as, and, 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 and let, let, let's, when it first, when I first finally, when I, when it finalized the film, I did say, man, this is, you know, we ran out of money. You know, I could make all the damn excuses. Coulda, sure. shoulda, woulda. We all coulda, shoulda, woulda Monday morning quarterback, <laughs> exactly. right? We all coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? So, yeah, I watched the, the final product first time and like, oh, my God, it, it does feel like the film was we ran out of money. And when you watch the film, it looks like we ran out of money, it feels like we ran out of money. But I look back at it and as time goes by, I, I, I start to appreciate it more because okay. it, we didn't have no no name actors in the film, B-list actors or whatever. True. It was raw talent from here, from New York City raw town that came in and when you look at the film they did a hell of a job you know they they everybody did 110 percent um even like i said even though we ran out of money uh there was many issues with 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 shooting the project and yeah i, I look at back at us I, I say damn you know um yeah i i you know there's there's so many stories behind you know they always say behind the scenes is always better than the film actually what it is right with the film but going behind the scenes in the film there were scenes that we were we we had to change on a daily basis mm. due to budget due to couldn't get locations due to actors you know not making it sure and the film the film literally was a completely different film from the original script Right, but that's right. a part of indie filmmaking, you know? That's a part of indie filmmaking. You got to adjust like in a boxer, you know? You got to adjust in the ring, figure it out. You know, I, I figured out the best possible what I could do for the film, and, and that's where it is. But, you know, I, I mean, 30 actors in the film was very, you know, ambitious. Uh, I won't go 30 actors this time around. Okay, I was going to ask. Uh, like, how, how about the uh, location? Still, you're going to film it in New York, like the first one? Yeah, we want to okay. shoot it in New York City. I mean, I, I definitely want to shoot a lot of, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, if obviously uh, interior shots don't have to be New York City, but a lot of the exterior shots at the very beginning is very important to have in New York City. And then we can okay. shoot it anywhere else from there. That's but true. since New York City, and since New York City is my, you know, home here, um, you know, I know a lot of people here, but, you know. Makes sense. Uh, you know, originally we were supposed to shoot Zombie Shotgun in L.A. because, you know, right. I had my actor producer there. We were okay. going to go out there, but the budget was just not enough to afford to go out there. And um, I felt like if I hear New York City, uh, knowing people here, they, they would definitely do a lot of favors for me. If I didn't have the, the, the monies to pay anybody, they would come in and say, hey, yeah, I need you to do me a favor. And L.A., I didn't, I didn't have that luxury and, and, you know, to do that. Actors, the same thing. Like when I felt like actors would bail out here, I would, def I would have 
the luxury of knowing so many actors that I work with, I could give them a call in that morning and say, hey, I need an actor. Can you come? Yes. And it happened. Uh, like, yeah, that's come. true. Yeah. So, yeah, very important. So, yeah, we're going to shoot it back in New York City. Okay, because I was going to say, like, up here, Toronto looks like New York. And a lot of people come up here because it's cheaper. Did you ever look into something like that where it sort of looks like New York, but it's at least cheaper yeah. on you guys? Yeah, absolutely. It's just that, you know, again, just feeling like, you know, the, again, we it was a micro-budget film, you know, and I just felt like the only place that with the budget that I had was here in New York because I had a lot of favors. Yeah, it would be great if we could shoot in Toronto. That would be awesome because you said it does look like New York, a lot of the stuff there. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, again, you know, uh, I get a lot of people that tell me, hey, you know, um, you know, what's the budget? What's, you know, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep raising money until I feel like, all right, this is what we're going to shoot with. And now I have to change the story. I have to write the script. Mm. You know, we have the storyline sure. we have, you know, so I can't really say what the story really is, but of I can course. tell you this, you know, I can tell you what's, you know, it's basically about Aaron goes back. He has to find who stole his heart. You know, obviously, okay. part one, the witch has taken his heart, right, and his right. mission now is to find the heart, and that's where we find this new um, territory of vampires gets introduced. Oh wow! So that that's basically the storyline um, of, and then that's where we're going to go with. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, to go back to your your question, um, yeah, looking back at it, you just you know. Um, you definitely cringe at certain things, but you, you know that, <laughs> like, damn, you know what? It's the, it, it, it was fun, it, and, you know, and it looks good still. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Okay, like you said, I don't want you to reveal too much, but some little things I, I do want to know, if you can. So, obviously, you're going to continue the love story, because like you said, he's searching for his heart, so that's awesome right there. Now, is there going to be more homages or, like, little Easter eggs like you had, like, in the first one, like, that whole Predator-type scene? And are you going to have, like, sex scenes again, more nudity? And even the animation part, because I know that was last minute, but that looked pr pretty cool, right? Yes, yes. So so what we're going to do is, like, again, you know, being very ambitious on the first part, you know, we, we again, we, you know, we did run out of money. We wanted to do more of the zombie scenes at the end when he was zombified. We didn't get the opportunity again because, you know, just we just didn't have the funds for it. Sure. So in this sequel, we're going to start where, you know, it ended part one, where we're going to see basically Aaron be zombified the whole film. Okay. Um, cool. So it'll be, it's going to be more more action. Uh, there well, there wasn't that much action, but we definitely going to put a lot of the fans were very disappointed. A lot of the fans were like, oh, we want to blow one action. I was like, you know what? Wait for the sequel. We're going to give, you know, we, we didn't have the opportunity when he got signed. But we definitely, and we want to start it off at the very beginning with a very nice action packed scene. Nice. But, and the end, yes, there will be animation. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, we're most likely to bring back Robin Steele for the scene if he's available. Uh, but yes, there is an animation scene in the film. And are you going to touch on now the whole origin of the virus as well? Or you, you want to keep that a secret? It might be. It, it, we're looking more of a secret still. Okay. Um, because we start this one, we get into more of we're getting now to the whole vampire around the world of how who these guys are. Sure. So there's going to be a little bit glimpse of without the, the virus and everything like that. And one of the reasons why I wanted to go, I, I wanted to go in this sort of direction also was that, um, you know, doing part one, you know, it it it, it look. 
I'm not inventing the wheel here, right? It's a zombie <laughs> film, right? Right. So I wanted to say, okay, if we continue a sequel where it would be sort of the same sort of like, you know, less continuation of the virus, I felt like it would be like any ordinary like zombie series. Sure. And how can I change that to make that a little bit different? Let's go out. Let's go him, him looking for this heart. And at the same time, he is in um, in the midst of this whole vampire world. And it sort of takes us away from that kind of like storyline, even though it is continuing. Right, it brings right. this whole new different sort of aspect um, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the film. And now, are you going to have, once this is done, obviously, in the canon, or, or if you already thought of this, any other spinoffs or side stories in the universe of Zombie with a Shotgun, or are you just going to concentrate solely on the main story? Uh, as in, mean, as in, like, uh, as in Vampire World, or? As in the whole anything, like, are you going to spin off and start the whole vampire scene, or are you going to have, like, certain characters do their own thing on other side stuff? That's a discussion. We're, we're still okay. trying to figure that out. Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. But, um, yeah, I mean, right now, like, you know, there's so many things we can do. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, um, can't wait for it, you know, can't wait for us to start. And, it'd be, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's always fun. Now, were you ever scared for either part one or now with the part two that, you know, people are a bit overplayed with the whole zombie genre, it's oversaturated, whatever, and you were just like, yeah. nah, fuck it, I have my story, I'm sticking to it. Absolutely. That, that I think, was one of the, um, like, i give you an example, like, when zombie with a shotgun, and, and, and again, and I'll be really honest with you, okay. I never even intended that Zombie with a shotgun would be popular the way it did. Oh. Um, it was just basically I did the web series, That's and right. the web series went viral, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, going viral, you got to have that responsibility, like, okay, i got to take this as a concept, because not a lot of people do get viral, their projects. Sure. A lot, and so I'm like, okay, let me... Let me start now exploring this zombie stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I started seeing that. It started getting more popular and popular. And I'm like, you know what? This is my best ticket to get something done. Mm-hmm. Let me raise it. Let me make a campaign and see people come out for it. And yeah, it worked out. Um, so it, that that was, you know, the whole thing. But when it went viral and everything, but all the sort of like the mini success stories that I was having, everybody that I pitched it to said the same thing that you said. Well, you know, zombies, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, how many zombie movies are, I, uh, not really, whatever. So I got it. I understood it. But again, it was my only ticket at that time. So, and, and it was cool. You know, it was still cool. I wanted right. to bring, I wanted to do my interpretation. I said, screw it. I'll still do it. But, um, you know, it, it was, um, I, I, that's why I wanted to do something a little bit different sort of in the film. You know, I wanted to have the point of the view of the zombie. Um, of course, you know, um, you know, I tried my best to get a lot of, you know, um, you know, I tried to get big investors to come on. But again, sure. they kept on saying, oh, another zombie film is too saturated. And the only thing I tell people is like, look, how many detective stories are there? How many, um, <laughs> That's right. you know, That's true. you know, it's like how many, you know, how many ER stories there are. But yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's just too bad. It's like painted into a corner, so to speak. But, okay, yeah. how about this? I know you're indie and all that, but you, I'm sure you have, like, other stuff that you love, obviously. Now, if someone was to come to you in a perfect world, magic genie in a bottle, someone presents to you 
any IP to take over, what IP would you want to get your hands on first? It doesn't have to be horror, whatever genre you want. Oh, man, that's a damn good question. Wow. Oh, my God. Ooh. I, you know what? I never even had, like, I never even, like... You got to have one, at least, that you're, like, even as a kid, you're like, oh, man, I, I know I could do better. Not better, but I could do something with this. Uh, I would say Thundercats. Oh, thank you. I'm a huge fan. I've been waiting for someone to get their hands yeah. on that. Yeah. I loved Thundercats when I was little. I was young. I was always said I would love to see a movie like the Thundercats. Um, something like that, a Voltron would have been awesome. Um, you know, because you know, now that you said think back when I was a little kid, those are the things that I was like, that would be freaking awesome. Something like that would be, you know, pretty amazing. I mean, a lot of the IPs, you know, us growing up, you know, during the comic book, you know, every comic book is already kind of done already. You know That's what I mean? And, and it's like, what what else can you can you do now? But those two things would be really cool. I mean, like, um, that would be cool with Thundercats. I, and, and again, I, I, yeah, that would be awesome. Now, yeah. looking at it, I don't think a movie would sort of work. Because look what's happened with, like, uh, the way I look at it is, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you going to have it? Are you going to have them all CGI or are you going to have them in costumes? I th- Like, I think it would be more, I would want to come back, like, as an episodic series versus just one big motion-length movie. Yeah, I think that the demand for that would probably be... Um... Because, yeah, because the storyline is so big. That's why you can't you, cram that. And I know they would butcher it yeah. or make up a new one and ruin it, right? Yeah, it's so big, that story. So you have to, like, create that. You have to have, like, a, a tele- like like you said, it would work probably better as a television series because the, the first three episodes can explain the whole, you know, the whole uh, what planet they came from and how it got destroyed, how they came. That that, that would probably be the first three episodes. Exactly. And I would... <laughs> And I would even go even further back than that. I would have them like how they started doing with Transformers back on their home planet first, maybe do a season of that, and then it shows them coming over here and then start off from there instead of the whole, oh, they just crashed here and we'll figure out throughout a few seasons what actually happened to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. And you know, Thundercats, you know, they, they you know, it's very, very uh, underrated, you know, car- uh, animation cartoon series. and It is, um, right? No one really yeah. puts it up there with, with the other I ones. Actually, I actually was taught, I had a professor that was one of the animators for um, oh, shit. Thundercats. Nice. And um, we, you know, we there was a kid that was in there and he asked him a really good question. Okay. He said, why did they cancel Thundercats? Okay. And he said, no, it never got canceled. We went bankrupt. Oh, he said it man. Was so- he said that the 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 animation was so much money wow. that it was so expensive for episodes that they ran out of money, and for them to what they were asking for was of course was you know they wanted more money, but at that time they weren't giving they weren't they weren't going to give them that money. But they said that they that they. A lot of people didn't realize of how much money it was to make an episode. And you look at it, it's true. It's such an amazing animation. And he was even talking about some scenes that he did with the tree. And uh, one of, he saw some great scene. And he said that that took forever. My God. Yeah, he said it was just so much money. He said days on doing it. Wow. But it did look beautiful, though, I have to admit. One of the best looking cartoons back in the day, for sure. 
Yeah, even now it's better. It's even better than the remakes, right? They made like two times they rebooted it. Yeah, and they it tried. Still looks better than that. Yeah. Yeah, they tried. And I don't know about you. My favorite part of the whole Thundercats was when. Lionel went through his like sort of trials and he had to face each member of the Thundercats. I don't know if you remember that. It was like a, yeah, a, a, a yeah. five episode series. So he had to race yeah. uh, Cheetah, I think, and be fast, which he had to find a swerve to get faster. He had to be stronger than, what is it, Panthro, I think it was. And then whoever yeah. else was in, in the group, right? And to me, that's great story. Like, who would have thought that, especially back then? Nowadays, you pretty much see everything. But to me, the stuff that blew my mind was when you saw it for the first time, obviously, right? Yeah, no, that was that. Yeah, you give me flashbacks. I still remember. Yeah, that was that was really good. That um, was really good. How about this? When you first started making stuff, like, what was like the one hurdle or the one thing that you didn't expect that just like popped out of the blue? Yeah, I, I would think the, the 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 whole disappointment of of just people trying to you know like screw you in the business oh that's a good one you know it's just like even like zombie shotgun people wanted to take it away from me but like oh you, you know we'll we'll, we'll we'll take it from you you know we'll give you like 10 percent, all this stuff oh that my the god people's yeah it was like very like you know in, in the distribution world and 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 you know now it's getting a little bit better now you know it, it's 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 definitely you got it's a learning tool, you sure. know, for the business wise and everything. But it's just like the sharks that are out there that's mm. just trying to like take material and and the things that are happening that people are trying to like you know just screw people around. And I think that was that was more, I would feel like a little bit more than now. I mean, again, like you said, you can self distribute, but like a lot of sure. these young guys that come out, you know, they get screwed a lot. And um, you know what? Now that I start to think about it, I, I got I. I, I it's sort of parallel what I'm saying. Sure. And I think a lot of people who start filmmaking start to realize that um, this is not about chasing the dollar, mm. you know? And everybody thinks of coming to filmmaking is chasing the dollar. And then they have this illusion that, you know, you're going to be rich overnight. Uh... You know, if that was the, if that was the case, I, 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 would, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I right? I've never even done this. You know, I and I start to think about it. Even like I was talking to my friend about doing the campaign for Zion with a shotgun too. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Dude, you you just you know, it's I, I'm gonna say something, and I, I don't know if I should say it, but I'm gonna say it. Go for it, man. We're not even making money, dude. Oh no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're not. It's so. It's more for the. You're so more. It's more for the love and the art and the passion yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, make your money. But does it really? You you could. I mind wise go get a job in an insurance company. And I probably. <laughs> <make it. laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. Don't you worry about I mean? it. And then it's like you know. So it, it's just that's the thing that you know. But me again, I never. You know, I've been doing it for you know since I was like you know. 15, 16, 17. I've been doing this since I was a teenager. Sure. I, I knew the writing on the wall, you know I mean? You get your gigs there and there, but it's not, you know, it's it's not a glamorous thing like people think it is, you know? It, you, it's definitely for the love and passion. And I think I've seen people that just do it and they realize it and like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get a real job. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? It's like, even now, look, look, even now, you can shoot a film now yeah. and how many movies are coming out? I know. Getting distribute, self-distribute. It's just like there's nothing in it. That's why so many people are doing 
the YouTube thing. They're doing But the even TikTok. there, now, like, even yes. in my case, podcast, there's a million fucking podcasts out there. How is someone going to stand out anymore? You just, you like, you know, you do it because you love it and hopefully you get your message out. And, and then the other thing I've been noticing, because I've been blessed this way too, is other stuff comes from it. Not directly as like how you're saying monetarily, but then other opportunities pop up to do other stuff that you might not promote because of whatever reason, you know what I mean? And people don't see that shit. Yeah, I had a friend tell me, let's do a podcast, right? And I'm like, dude, who's gonna watch us? (laughs) (laughs) It's true though, at first it's hard, yeah. I was like, dude, we got... I said, we got, I said, first of all, we got to do it weekly. Do we have that in us? No. Oh. And I said, do you know, there's so many pod, I mean, my freaking grandma, grandma's having podcasts. I know. And then you got the, and then you got the big dog. Like, you know, of course, know. Joe Rogan's of the world. But, you know, you got every single, like, even when you look at the, like, you know, before people would say, like, even in the news or television, sure. they would say, "Oh, visit my so visit my 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 Facebook page." Yep. Now they say, "Visit my podcast." I know. Join me in my pack. Join me in my Everyone podcast has one. tomorrow evening. Yes. Like, I was like, "God damn!" You know. So you're right. The, it, 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 oh. the, 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 even the YouTube is not even making money as much. You know, it's like yeah. this whole every and you know everyone is there's so much place to make money. It's like. You know, there's ways how to make, you know, it's, it's, it's so saturated and you just, it's just like a lottery, you know? I was going to say a lot of it is luck nowadays. It's not just like back in the day, if you were good, you were going to get discovered. Now, if you're good, they look at you, "Ah, I'll see you another one of you down the road, which is true nowadays. Because now, like you said, the advent of everyone being able to do everything, people are tapping into talents that people didn't even think of before. You know what I mean? So they're coming out and, oh, everyone's a singer, everyone's a dancer, everyone's this. Like, so it's like, oh man, how do you, it's true. It's, it's luck of the draw, man, I think nowadays. Yeah, you know, and it's so funny because even when I was doing this over 20, 25 years, I remember even, even guys used to say, hey, man, this is like a lottery, man. You just got to play it. You got you to gotta play to win it, you know? And now play the same numbers it, every week. Yeah, and I was like, now it's even more like that. You know? It's just, it's, it's, it, it's, oh. it's, so that, there, there it goes. To go back, the long-winded answer is that the whole expectation, expecting yeah. that you're going to make money in this industry, it, it, no. That's that's the big surprise, you know. You could you you can don't get me wrong. I mean, like I said, I, I you know you, you can, but a bit you got to do it for the passion and the love for it. You know what I mean? And also, you know, I, I mean, so. you can work for corporate. You know, I mean, I'm like I said, we're indie artists. I'm an independent filmmaker. That's true. I I didn't go towards you know the commercial world. I, I'm an indie filmmaker. And indie filmmakers are like that. You know, that I don't want to, um, you know, um, make your you know. Your, your listeners discourage <laughs> obviously yes there is money out there but i i just stayed in the independent world and that's what i like i like just i just that's what i do i'm a, I'm a true independent filmmaker yeah exactly <laughs> now you're a family man you got kids you know you're a dad does that go into effect when you're trying to create something nowadays versus when you didn't have a kid? You're like, oh, no, this is too gory. I don't want my kids seeing this. Or you're like, no, I put on my director's hat. Father stays at home. I used to be like that. Oh. I used to be like that when I was when, when they were younger. Okay. I used to I used to kind of like, oh, you know what? Uh, if, if these guys saw the smut that I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, you know, these guys, you know, I've done, you know, like, you know, I've, I've done share of my, like, you know, like, you know, my, my, my erotic documentary and, sure. and, you know, have my, my stuff. And I had to like stop myself thinking like that. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is what, this is who I am. This is what I love. I, I never went out there to, to do something that was like, you know, let, I don't want to use the word smut, but I don't, yeah, I didn't yeah. do anything. I knew I didn't do anything to be so like, you know, out there. Like, no, it, what I did was, was, you know, my artwork. I did it the best creative way I could possibly do it. And this is who I am. And as I got older, I just let it go. And I, you know, they know I do it. They, they, and they, they respect it. Now, now that they're older, they, they just say, Oh, that's, that's, that's dad. That's his stuff. That's what he likes doing. And, um, yeah. And now it's just like, I don't give a shit anymore. I just do whatever I have to do. They know. They understand the art, That's and cool. they just whatever. Now, yeah. how about on the flip side? As you being a son to your parents, what do they think about your work? Um, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 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 mom is you know my my mom is like you know she's old and she's kind of like you know she's not she's not from this country and and, and right. she's like never really got into that stuff like she'll look at it and she's like oh that's nice you know but she yeah that's hilarious <laughs> she was yeah she was you know she's oh. like she just yeah they, you know so and you know my my dad you know he, he and I know you didn't know but he passed away many years ago okay. and uh, he, I, he's the same way too. He would have said, "I know him very." You know, so obviously, he would have said the same thing. He would have been like, "You know, you know how, how old school parents are." We, we, oh. they, they, there was a farm mentality. They, they literally, my mom and my dad, you know, grew up in a farm, just like many of our parents did, and yep. they had a farm mentality. You got to work in the farm, make the money, and that's yep. it. Come home. They were never into the arts. They thought that was just garbage. That they just didn't understand that. Yeah. They just even to this day, my mom just doesn't understand that she understands that farm mentality like you know let's build and work the family we work as a family we make money we come home next day do the same thing yeah it's it's so true and it's so funny how this generation has so many talented people because the generation before literally it's and now i'm looking back it's like did they really not have talent or were they just all hiding it because they were forced to like you said work in the fields like can you imagine if someone were just like i want to be a comedian back in the day oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I want to be a podcaster. Right? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! Right? I want to be. I want to be a rapper. I mean, because you know, believe it or not, you can't. I've seen so much indie music make so much money. Yes, from artists who have no idea who they are, and, and you know, and, and that's a good thing. You know, I mean, you, you you built your own fan base. I mean, you got you got to love that. You know what I mean? You know, and, and you know, it, it definitely makes people's dreams possible. Even as a filmmaker, you know, you you got a phone right now that can make films, shoots 1080, it's beautiful. Ah, you know I know, right? Doing. You could make films now, and 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 you know, I tell a lot of people, people say, "Oh, I said, man, just do it, man. It's your work, it's your interpretation. Who cares what people say?" And that's a lot of it. You know, being young, you just always care what people think. You know, that's so true. That is a young yeah. person's mentality. You're right. Yeah, I remember years I was getting upset when people say your thing's trash. I'm like, now people say it and I laugh in their face. I'm like, well, thank you. It's a compliment, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Now, me in my 40s, I would never be able to do a podcast in my 20s. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. No way. Now I don't give a fuck. Like, I know who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. And I know deep down I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't. So if you yeah, don't like it, like we just mentioned, there's a million other podcasts. Move on, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same thing. When I was twenty, and, then I, and I found out somebody said that about my film, I'm like, I'll tell my friends. What did he say? <laughs> All right, you're ready to go. 
outside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I now, know like, to be young. And, and listen, as me as an independent filmmaker, you know, my social media and everything, you you, yeah, you yeah. I, I mean you probably know this. I would get it like I'll get it on a weekly basis. Somebody would write me, I just saw your film, it was trash. Mike, why do and people it, spend their I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I I had one guy the other day uh, he criticized something and I said, okay. Well, it was pretty interesting, right? Okay. Uh, he says, I watched the film, you totally wasted my time watching the film. What? And then he said, I've never he said, Your film is like a porn. Are you kidding me? And then yeah, so then I wrote back to him. I said, "What's wrong with porn?" Oh, I like I that. Said, well, uh, no, so I, so what? What I told him, "What's wrong with porn?" Yeah. I said, "Well, you know what? I'm sorry, I disappoint. I don't really answer people, but this guy, I just wanted to." And I said to him, "Look, you know oh, what's shoot. wrong with porn? What's wrong with porn?" And then right. I said, "Well, you know what? I'm sorry that I disappoint you, but I appreciate that you took the chance to watch the film." And he writes back to me, "You're right. There's nothing wrong with porn." Okay, and. He goes, yeah, the girls were hot. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my I did God. Kinda, he goes, I did kind of enjoy it. What? I'm sorry. I was like, this is weird. I'm, yeah, dude. And I'm What's like, wrong with people? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's just people just got, you know, you know what it is? There's such a voice. People want a voice for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. People just want to say anything just to say anything. And, but again, I don't care. I mean, I, I told them, thank you. Thank you for giving the time. Well, you would get people that would say, you know, um, I couldn't watch more than five minutes of your film. Your film is horrible. Oh my God. And I would respond to the film. I said, that's it. That's an invalid answer okay. and opinion because for watching the first five minutes you can't tell me the film is trash right true. yeah I, I i had that guy said good point i'm gonna watch it now <laughs> <laughs> another one see so it, it benefits yeah. sometimes to respond back to these trolls <laughs> yeah he said good point i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it never responded back to me but it's like right. because you, you probably liked it that's an invalid that's a, that's an invalid and uh, uh, statement to say if you just watch the first five minutes but yeah you know again my 20s i'll be going off oh, no, no, no. let's get him where does he live exactly you know? right <laughs> now it's like man i don't give a shit dude i don't care oh my goodness well the last time you were on we touched a bit on our favorite 80s horror movies and i want to fast forward how about like 2000s and most recent stuff has there been any series or anything that's like you know what i mean stands out in your mind that you're like oh great stuff recently yeah from like 2000 and on how about that like for example here i'll throw some out there that i really enjoyed like anything that rob zombie pretty much made like the house of a thousand corpse devil's rejects hostel was a good one the ring saw like stuff like that you know you know what movie i saw that i i don't know why we did not see any advertisement of it, maybe because of COVID. Okay. What's this? The Deep House. Deep House? I don't think I've even heard of it. That's what I'm saying. Let me what tell you something. Fuck? Okay. So, <clears throat> about a month ago, I'm, you know, you got thousands of the subscription. Sure. You mean, you mean platform, uh, streaming services? Okay, yeah. You got all these freaking movies everywhere. I know, it's true. And my... 
you know, my son, he's old, and my son's in college, so he okay. gives me all his subscription, his uh, streaming services. Nice. So I go on, and I decided to go. I think it was Paramount I went on. I was like, oh, let me see what they have. Okay. There was this movie called The Deep House. Okay. And the movie was shot, I, I forgot what big, and it was a big company. I don't know if it was Paramount or whatever. I don't know what it was. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Really? It was about these two YouTubers that go down deep, sea okay. and video their deep sea missions under the water oh wow and while they're in france they find out this urban legend that there's this haunted this is house that's intact under the water but it's haunted what the f- and they find this person that tells them where the secret location is oh my god and dude they go in there the movie's 95 percent under the water Ooh, how the tough. hell how the hell they shot it? I looked it up. Right. They said it was like the first first time they shot a hard film like that. How intense it was! Oh. I forgot they found this this big huge uh, uh, studio with a pool. It was amazing. Right. If you watched the trailer, I thought it was. I thought just the fact that they were under the water, running around from these spirits and monsters in the wow. house. I thought it was awesome. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It was That's like a different, different take. So yeah, you look at the trailer. Like I said, it's a it's a big production okay. studio that did the film, but no one that I told ever heard of it. No one's ever heard about it. Again, I don't know if it was Paramount, Universe, some big company. Something. I don't know which streaming service it was, but it was one of the ones that my son gave me. I just don't remember. But look up the Deep House okay, trailer. No, most definitely. And yeah, I did enjoy. You know, uh, um, I Descent. If it was a two thousand. Well, that movie came okay, out in the 2000s, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, of I, course it did. I think that film was was a, a, a film that you know, there's not you know, you know, there's a few gems out there, like you know, and I think that film to me inspired me, like gave me a caboose mm. about oh man, that ending was just unbelievable. You know, that ending of the, I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The European version, not okay. the American version. The European, because there's two different ver- ends. Oh, okay. I did not know this. The European version, I don't know if you want me to spoil no, it. No, go for it. I'm, I doubt I'll go back and watch it anyways. Yeah, the American version shows that she escapes from under the cave. Right, yeah, of course. Right. And the European version... Yeah. It shows the same thing. She escapes, but when the trailer passes by and does that big honk, and she sees her friend beside her, yeah, it goes back into the cave. Oh shit! It was it was a dream she had if she was going to escape. Oh, and she stayed in the cave. Gotcha. And she sees her daughter who died. She sees her daughter, right, right, and the daughter has a birthday cake in front of her. And they blow the candles. I oh, thought that was an awesome ending. Yeah, that, that would have been good. That, that ending is awesome. And, you know, and, and also, you know, I love that stuff because it reminds me of one of my first short films I did with Survival, my black and white film, where he think he he has this imaginary of him escaping, but at the end he never did and he dies. And after, you know, I just, that ending to me was an ending that I was like, wow, it was a great film. Um, but yeah, that one strikes to me as like one of the um, horror films in 2000s that I really loved. Um, uh, you know all, uh, all the hostels, you know Hostel One, you know Hostel Two, they were pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, Again, Saw because one was great. exactly because they were all different. Like <clears throat> this is when horror started expanding from the hack and slash, and it's like, oh, you could actually be cerebral, and there could be a story instead of just some monster coming after people. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I love Sinister. <clears throat> really? Okay. <clears throat> Sinister one was really good. Um, I was surprised they didn't they didn't do it. You know what? Also, I liked a lot mm. the Collector. The Collector. Never heard of this. Remember? No. Yeah, the guy who he's to collect the, the the body. Yeah, what's his name? The famous. He's a pretty famous director. I heard he's trying to do part three. Okay, I gotta look this up then too. Yeah, yeah. He's I, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Mark. I think it's Marcus. Uh, Marcus something. He, okay. Is it Marcus? I forget his name. Um, but <laughs> he's a great writer. He writes a lot of films. He's he's directing now. Um, direct. Uh, he stopped for a while. I think he's directing movies back again. But okay. Excuse me. Oh, he did part you. one and part two, and it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. It's this guy who um, comes out of a box and he, he collects these bodies. I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Just, okay, I'll, I'll look that one up too. Okay, that's two movies now. I got to watch. Famous, Good. There's a famous actor in the part one. You're going to recognize him. In part one, I think it was before, but he, it was a really good one. You know another one before. I don't want to go too much. The, the Kill List. The, the Kill List. Um, okay. It's a English film. Okay. Uh, uh, about a hitman, and it has this horror elements at the end of the film that's just so damn creepy. Oh, yeah, cool. Ha, ha. Martyrs, was, Martyrs was good too. The the the, the European version was amazing. Okay, they did they did the remake, but the Martyr Part One, the the first one, European version. Oh man, that right. was awesome. There's just something about the European versions. I guess maybe because their rating system was a little bit more lax than ours over here, right? Yeah, correct. They they they're more like let's go freely with this one. You just yeah. gotta like just oh well, maybe we can't though. You can't cur- you can't do more than two curses or we're gonna right. get rated R or we, you know so yeah yeah. How about like M Night Shyamalan? Do you consider his stuff to be horror? Yeah, I do. I I, I mean it's very psychological horror. Uh, it's funny because I just watched Signs because it, it came on, on okay. Netflix. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't like his work. I, I, I no, think, I love you know, it. Yeah, I thought Unbreakable was his favorite, my favorite one out of all of them. Okay. And, um, you know, Lady in the Water, I didn't mind in that one. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but Unbreakable was my favorite one. Yeah, um, that was a good one. You know what it is about Night Shyamalan? Like, not a lot of people, when you, when you watch a lot of these films and Netflix and everything like that. Right, right. You know, you don't know who did it. But you don't. Ha- you could just say, "Give me a film." Don't even put his name and say, "Guess who did this film?" You would know, yeah. And not a lot of people have that. You know, it's what true. Saying? He has that that style that he has that technique that when you finish watching the film, I say, "Who do you think directed that film?" Oh, that's Night Shyamalan. That see now that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Of you course, I totally you, agree. You can't you can't <clears throat> say that about a lot of people. So I give him that. No, that is, yeah, he is one of my, him, Wes Craven, and uh, John Carpenter are probably my top three, I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, again, being back from the guys. 80s, right? Yeah. Now, how about remakes? I know it's not a huge thing, like, especially as a content creator as yourself, or even this. Would you want someone, for example, in 20 years, would you give someone permission to remake Zombie with a Shotgun if they came to you w- w- yeah. with an offer? Absolutely. Okay. You know, you, you got... I feel like you got your time, you know, like, you know, you have your time and, and, you know, 
he's just like, you know, I had my time. It's like, you know, it's like sometimes you look at the 20 year olds and you're like, yeah, I used to be an asshole like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I let him do it. Let let the guy be. So, you know, you got to let it go sometimes, you know, just let it go. So, yeah, I would I would definitely love to have somebody do that. No, of course, yeah, because that that would be, and again, it's an homage to yourself that someone actually likes your work enough to to put their own take on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the other thing, I I asked this to writers I've had on the show in the past too, but they were solely writers. In your case, you've worked pretty much from top to bottom. When you watch now, like for example, you said you watch movies and stuff, do you nitpick at every little thing because you know what actually goes behind the scenes or, or are you able to just sit back and enjoy it for what it is? I used to be like that. I used to be the guy that Nick picks stuff. <clears throat> and then I started realizing that, you know, <clears throat> watch the movie with, for what it is, you know, and have a little bit, have a little bit more respect on what went into it. You know, there's a, there's a, there's appreciation more about it. And, you know, <clears throat> you start, you got, you got to have respect for it, you know, cause you start to realize that, you know, what, we go through as artists and try to create these things and then people nitpicking it <clears throat> and, and criticizing it and not knowing that, you know, how much shit went in it. So I respect a lot of it. And, um, no, I don't nitpick no more. I, I appreciate a lot of stuff now, you know, and, um, um I obviously I would know, you know, what they try to do, whatever. And it's like, okay, I know what he's trying to do. You know, like, you know how you watch the first 15 minutes of the movie, like, okay, I know what's going to happen now. I figured out the movie. I know what's going to happen at the end. I see you what know? you're saying. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, I, I you know, I still kind of do that in my mind, but you know, but now I, 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 I don't nitpick no more. No, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. You're a huge animal lover and you put out all kinds of TikToks with your dogs and stuff. <laughs> and you're avidly on TikTok. When did you like become like, not, I shouldn't say obsessed, but when did you become active on TikTok and how do you find it versus the other social media apps? Okay, here's an interesting story. Okay. So I am sort of obsessed with TikTok. I'm oh, becoming okay. really like sort of being in it, right? It's okay, so okay. funny. So I'm going to tell you something that was really true. I I, I hate filming myself. I, st- I started doing filming myself. Let's go back to COVID. Okay. When COVID happened, I, I didn't know what to do. Sure. And one of the things was like, maybe I should start doing some YouTube videos. Maybe I should start promoting myself, doing some stuff. So I started doing that. And YouTube started getting me a little bit more comfortable for myself, my skin, and okay. being able to see myself. I don't even care anymore now I see myself in film. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I see so many dumb shit on, <laughs> on sorry, I see so many dumb things online. No, I, swear. I can't look more dumber than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I said, I can't, that guy's going to look more dumber than me no matter what. I'm going to do this. So You're I right. started doing it, so I'm getting more comfortable. But TikTok, I said, nope, never doing TikTok. <laughs> so what happened is, about, I started TikTok maybe about five months ago. Oh, Twitter recent. Okay. suspended my account. Shut up. And told me that, yes, it suspended my account okay. and said, that's it, you're done. What? Some, uh, somebody reported me for something, I had <gasps> no idea. Yes. Oh, wow. I panicked. Okay. I fucking panicked. Of this course. Is the fucking, this social media was my life. I did everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm not going to yeah. start all over. It's so impossible. It's, to, it is. To, I know. To, you know? So I said, I, I got to, I, I started to think, you know, I said, you know what? That's my fault. Because I didn't go to another social media and 
Instagram is just impossible. If you don't have tits and ass, forget about it. You can't do it anyway. So, good point. I started reading on started reading TikTok, and, it's, and it was the number one social media. Okay. It was the fact that it goes worldwide if you get to the for you page, of course. So it's like a game. You're trying yeah. to figure out how to get to that for you page to get into the millions of people watching a thing. Sure. But it was another way to get another fan base. Okay. So I opened it. I said, you know what? Screw you, Twitter. I'm not doing Twitter anymore. You suspended me for something. I have no idea what I did. It was like maybe two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was depressed. So I started I started TikTok. Started doing, trying to figure I'm still, I'm getting a little bit of a hang of it. Much, much, much better. And then after like another few days, right. Twitter responds back to me. We apologize. We suspended your life, your 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 Twitter right. for, for no reason, basically said. Oh my god, they fucked up for sure. Yes, they probably blocked they the wrong person or something. Just, yes, they said we're so sorry because oh I was right. God. I was trying to email. Them, try, I wrote the whole thing about trying to get my pack. No sure. answer. No, nah, you'll never and get then, an answer from Twitter. Fuck that. No. <laughs> and then I was like, so then when I was on TikTok, I was like, yeah. you know what? This may happen again. Let me stick with the TikTok. Sure. So I started doing it. And I started, you know, my animals is a very big part of my life. You know, it's like they, you of know, they, they, they follow me. I'm like out of everybody in the house. They follow me everywhere. They want to be everywhere. And they're funny. So I said, let me do TikToks and these dogs. And then I try to do everything. Films, dogs, myself. I do funny jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I started and I now I'm really into it. That I'm really, sadly to say, I'm like, now it's my favorite social media now because the things that you see on, you know, it's so funny. You know, you, a lot of people do funny things and, you know, you get to see the, the, the other people's stories and then you'll be able to, it's like a game, dude. Try, let's see if you can outdo this other person or how to get into oh. the, how you go viral. Right. So, it, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I still haven't dipped my toes in it. But in your case too, you also dropped some knowledge, my friend. The one you most recently posted blew my mind. Where your eyelids are made of the same material as your foreskin. What the fuck? <laughs> that killed me. Listen, I saw that. I'm like, wait, is that true? Is oh it? Oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! I said I had to put it. I had to put it. I had. To, I had. I had to put it. Yeah. Oh it was. It it's. It's one of those things that. I, yeah, I got a lot of response on that one. People were like, "Is that true?" I say, "Supposedly it is." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So people are gonna get their their eyes circumcised then from now. On. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. 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 Before we go to the word story of the week, now that the world's opening up and everything, it's been like maybe four or five years since I've been to New York. I loved it when I was there. I have to come back. I'm hopefully fingers crossed. I want to come this year. What are some spots to hit as a local? New Yorker over there that I should because I, I did the whole fucking tourist thing the last time but I want to know some like good mom and pops shit like to go eat like dinners and for shopping and stuff yeah I mean you know if you want to go to Chinatown to get one of the you know best Chinese flesh you know food you go to Chinatown because that's basically where I am I'm oh, okay. located in Chinatown that's right you right? said that and last time you, yeah yeah like the, the places like the, the old New York. I don't know if you ah. went to Little Italy. Did you see Little Italy? No, I stayed literally from uh, I guess Madison Square Garden and up. That's pretty much what yeah, I did. Like you gotta you gotta walk through those spots. Like you okay. know that's where Ellis Island and all the immigrants came in, right? You walk ah. down Mulberry Street, Little Italy, and you get to feel that. You get to see the stuff that you've seen in these mobster films. 
And don't forget, Ooh. Chinatown is basically right there. It's next to each other. Right, right. And then you just walk down Little Italy, and just two, three blocks, you're in Chinatown. Because uh, awesome. Little Italy is now small. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's literally tiny now, as okay. it used to be much bigger. But Chinatown is huge. And you can walk through Chinatown, and you get to see all these amazing, like, you know, sh- these streets and structures and... And and you know it's 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 a huge Chinatown is huge compared to 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 like a lot of people don't know how big it is. it is big Chinatown, and you get to get wonderful foods very cheap still good good and um I think that I think the Lower East Side is 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 the place to see you know okay so I would say you go you go to New York City right. you start on Little Italy sure. and you start walking east to Chinatown. Oh. And then from Chinatown, you go to where a couple blocks of Williamsburg, right, which is the tenement. <clears throat> and you have this tenement museum that you go into and it shows you how New York used. They have, they show you exactly how the apartments used to look oh, when cool. the immigrants came to Ellis Island. Right. And those streets right next to Chinatown, it's like Ludlow, Orchard and Essex. That still looks like old manhattan oh. that's why i say you, yes the buildings okay. those apartment buildings have cool. not gotten torn but they slowly are so you you have to but you have to there's one street there that they there's a historic street mm-hmm. uh i would have to say it's um orchard street okay. that's where you go to the museum that block is not to be touched and when you go on that block you get to feel what nice. New York used to be, it, it okay. definitely gives you that feel how it looks. So that Lower East Side and Chinatown and Little Italy is a treat, man. It's it's definitely a treat to walk those streets and everything like that. And then you know from there, you know you just you know you, you went to the of course you went to Madison Square Garden and all that stuff. Yep. And I would say go to Cat's Deli, man. You got to go to the Cat's Deli. It's one of the most famous delis. You get a pastrami <laughs> sandwich. You know, famous Jewish. Uh, uh, a deli it's, it's right. one of the best delis you know um, pastrami sandwich it's just <laughs> oh man it's great but you know you can get all that stuff and you know it's just yeah it's, it's that would be the area downtown Manhattan more like lower by lower east side oh man for sure okay now I can't wait now I got like I said pending on how the world ends up even though everything's open now, but again, you just never know. It's day by day, right? So hopefully I get to get yeah. get down there this year. All right. You ready for the worst story of the week, my friend? Yes, sir. Okay, so this week's story comes from Florida, obviously, where a 42-year-old man got arrested on drug charges. You want to take a guess on as to how he got caught? No. Go ahead, <laughs> I know. it's For it to be weird, it's got to be out there. So this must be a first. The man called the cops on himself because he wanted them to test the meth he had just purchased. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh my god! Why? Why Florida? I don't know why. Oh my god! But obviously he got arrested, right? So apparently he wanted the cops to come tested because he suspected that what he bought wasn't what the dealer claimed them to be. So he was concerned that the unknown st- substance would actually put other drug users at harm. So this guy was like a Robin Hood man. He he took a bullet for his own for all the junkies out there. <laughs> oh my god. 
Oh my God, they got to put a book together of this. Stuff. Maybe you should do it. Put a book story together of all the Florida crazy stories. I mean, that would really do good because it is very, these things just get more weirder and weirder and more crazy, these stories. But it gets worse, I'm my leaving. friend. It gets worse. So the cops were actually showed up and they tested the meth while they were still holding him in custody. And then it came back and said that, no. This is actually meth. You just had like a bad trip and, you know, so you would think you would be left alone. Nah, he still got charged and everything. And it's like, I, why, why? Like, first, obviously you shouldn't be doing meth to begin with. Right. So that's the first why. But now you're calling the cops. Like, why wouldn't you call another meth head to come and test this shit? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no answer. He probably thought he would get out. Ah, like a Good Samaritan act of some sort, right? Yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> but the, go- the cops did thank him at least while arresting him, so there's at least that. <laughs> he can feel good at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's, it's uh, yeah, man, sign of the times. Exactly. Well, Hilton, promote all your stuff, Zombie Shotgun 2, where people could uh, support it, all your socials, force yours, my friend. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely, guys. Um, if you haven't seen Zombie the Shotgun Part 1, it's there. It's on my YouTube channel under Hilton uh, Ariel Ruiz. Um, so it's just you can put one word, Hilton Ariel Ruiz. You could watch it there or Amazon, Tubi, YouTube. also has a premium, Google Play. Those are the ones. But the usual suspects, of course, is Amazon, Tubi, or my YouTube channel. Watch the first one. And if you like that, and we are trying to make a sequel. Um, which we have right now open an Indiegogo campaign and it's under Indiegogo.com slash Zombie Shotgun 2. And there you use perks there. You can choose from all the way from, I think, uh, five to $7 all the way to a couple thousand dollars, $50 is $25 or $35. You get a poster, DVD or there sticker. You, uh, you want to be a zombie in the film. You can pay for that. A funding producer, thank you, credit, executive producer, Skype, a call, all those great things. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely asking for help for people to come on and, uh, help us create this new, um, um, sequel and, um, just to keep indie horror alive, you know, um, the, the spirit of independence, um, of filmmaking. And I truly believe that horror film is, uh, is where, you know, the true independent spirit is from, you know, the, uh, having that imagination and, and creating it in the, in the film with, with, literally nothing to make something you know but uh and you guys can reach me and and my i have all social medias but the one that i'm always on is twitter for now hopefully they don't suspend me again <laughs> but twitter on my uh i have two accounts i have my personal which again is hilton out ruiz or zombie with a shotgun and there you can hit me up and send me a message you can follow me if i don't follow you back don't worry i will follow you back i always follow everyone back and uh, you can ask me a question there or anything, and uh, I can answer you, and we could chat, film, horror, zombie stuff, anything. And, yep, and that's that. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors, because if it helps them out, most definitely helps me out. And most importantly, please rate subscribe review on all major platforms one last question my friend before i let you go yes for young up and coming talent that wants to get into the movie business independent or otherwise what's one piece of advice that you could shed 
never tell, never let anybody tell you you can't do it. That's awesome. You could, yep. You always you can do it, man. Never ever let nobody discourage you. On that note, he's Hilton. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.